The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM East Lansing. Hello, and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University, as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. Hello, and welcome to Exposure. I'm your host, Connie Rabani, and today I'm interviewing with Michigan State University's and East Lansing's community liaison, Sue Webster. Thank you for joining me. Glad to be here. So can I have you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about you? Sure. My name is Sue Webster. My full name is Suchitra Webster, and uh, people call me both of those things, but most folks seem to know me as Sue. I am Michigan State University's community liaison, and um, what that means essentially is that I work wherever the university intersects with the surrounding community. So, um, and particularly where students are concerned. So that could mean municipalities, it could mean businesses, nonprofits, wherever there's a need. I think um, one way to think of my role is as that of a bridge um, or a resource. There are a lot of people outside of the university who look at MSU and they're completely perplexed as to where to get information or how to begin. So that is another thing I try to assist people in figuring out how to do some problem solving. I try to strategize with them. Um, so it's a unique position. And I, I would also add that I've been at MSU for a long time and I've had multiple roles here, including uh, in the Office of Admissions and uh, also doing academic advising. So between those things and the number of years I've lived in East Lansing, I have a pretty wide uh, background and know lots of people and resources. Under normal circumstances and compared to now, how have things had to change since the global pandemic COVID-19? Well, as you might imagine, this position is very relational. And it requires, um, you know, developing relationships with people, building a level of trust, and being able to communicate confidently, constantly, and effectively. And luckily for us, because of all of the amazing technology, I've had the chance to continue working with people, still attending, you know, meetings in the city of East Lansing, or um, having Zoom meetings with landlords or chatting with students about concerns or problems that they're having. And of course, there are the other things that are always available, email, you know, phone, those types of things, social media, um, websites, etc. But in terms of what the job would normally look like, it's a combination of things. It's a combination of, you know, the one-on-one, -on -one, I'm having a problem, I don't know where to go for these resources, I need help navigating something, all the way to standard um, standing meetings that I might have. For example, sitting in in the city of East Lansing on their leading managers group, which would be the managers with everything from Department of Public Works to working with the police and uh, you know beyond that, lots of different organizations. So those things haven't changed, the mode has changed, um, if that makes sense, so. And what got you involved as the community liaison? 
So the community liaison position is really interesting to me because it has a, a dual report sort of design. So it is, you know, a unit that reports to both student affairs and services and also uh, to government relations. And that in and of itself initially was very appealing to me. The position is, I would say, relatively new at Michigan State University. And I say relatively because it was, uh, I believe, 2006 or seven around the time it was first established. And I am the third person to have served in this role. Um, what appealed to me about it and what was interesting is that it's what I would describe as in some ways being an information broker or helping people to see where they have natural spots where they can connect with one another and actually do some uh, problem solving that they might have thought impossible before or not really sure how to approach something. So that's, you know, and it also gives me an opportunity to meet more people, engage more people, and really to help the institution have a stronger presence. And I know this next question is more of a broader question, but what sort of impact has this role had on you? Oh, it's been profound. Um, it's it's a, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. It is like, in many ways, solving a puzzle every day. No two days are the same. There could be a lot of specific individual, you know, crisis situations or problem solving, or there are days when there are meetings and big picture strategy. It's very much uh, intertwined with current events, with issues and happenings. There's sort of a, um, an historical look at how the community has evolved and uh, the ways people are interconnected with one another. And I find all of those things really fascinating and, and appealing. And I just love the work. And what about those involved? What sort of impact has your role as the community liaison had on them? Um, I would hope, and from what I have heard from people, they appreciate having a consistent place where they can go and um, you know, have questions answered, have a sounding board, if nothing else. And again, this could range from, hey, we're having, a, you know, as a landlord or a um, Department of Public Works, an issue with X, Y, or Z. We need to know how we might get to students more or access them. We might have people working on student success at the university who want to get that message out. Um, for example, to landlords or property managers. So that would be another example. I think there are individual cases um, where there are a number of students I think I've been able to assist. And that's been um, certainly gratifying for me, but of help to them. And that's really important to me. And also um, to show the surrounding community that MSU does care. And we have a giant imprint, if you will, but we do a lot of good and we do believe very much in our land grant mission. So hopefully that answers your question. And what sort of changes have you seen in MSU students? How do they seem to be handling everything? Um, I think that students are under a lot of, uh, this is no surprise, stress and pressure. And that can come in a variety of forms. It can be, um, sort of a grief or mourning in some respects as far as 
you know, you can start with the semester changed. I'm not with my friends anymore. The, the whole way I was doing classes has changed. Some people have had to move home. Um, you know, so there are some, some natural uh, basic roadblocks there and things that people are having to overcome. And then beyond that, it's staggering, I think, as a society, the big changes that we're all going through um, as a community, large and small, and then individual issues, whether it's, I can't go back home, I um, can't live in that type of situation that coming to college was an escape for me. For others, maybe that they're first generation students and uh, they're having to navigate things in an even more difficult way. There are certainly financial stressors, uh, mental health stressors, so many things. And a lot of the assistance that has come from the federal government, et cetera, has not necessarily been geared directly at many of our students. Um, you know, yes, there there is some assistance through financial aid, et cetera, um, but many students feel that they have not been, you know, they're not a small business or they aren't a family that's receiving um, a check per se from the government. And I'm going to go in a slightly different direction with this next question, but what is College Life EL and what is the mission of it? So College Life EL, it's College Life underscore EL, um, is essentially the community liaison's website, if you will. So it's going to have information on things that people would want to know about the community in which they live. I think um, many students believe that they live in the city of East Lansing. They have a mailing address that says, oh, I live in the city of East Lansing. And some are very surprised to find out when it's time to go register to vote, um, you know, or if they have a situation where they call the police and they find that East Lansing's police department didn't show up, it's really Bath or Meridian Township. So that's an interesting dynamic that happens for students. Um, it's really a, a resource page where people can certainly contact me, but there's general information. Uh, a statistic many people don't know is that nearly 70% of MSU students live off campus. Because we have one of the largest residence hall systems um, in the United States, and it's such a well-oiled machine and so well run and you know you hear about it a lot um there's often you know out of sight out of mind people are thinking so many folks live on campus and while they do it's really important to acknowledge that a very large number of people live out in the community and that experience is is different from what one would get when you're you know doing the live on thing and you spoke on the College Life EL having resources. What types of resources are offered and how has this impacted the community? Well, I think there's resource information, particularly for students who are considering living off campus and realizing that there is an existing community out there. There are permanent residents. There are certainly other students out there, um, which isn't just a big homogenous group of students. Students are different person to person. Their interests, uh, the way that they want to um, live their lives. You know, people often think, oh, I'm just moving off campus. It's gonna be relaxing. I don't have to 
you know, think about anyone keeping tabs on me or letting me know what I should be doing and shouldn't be doing. It's a lot of freedom, but it's also a lot of responsibility as far as, um, you know, juggling your own budget in a little bit of a different way. Thinking about transportation to and from campus would be another example of, you know, definitely thinking about other people in the community, how you might interact with them and how can you get more involved or engaged, um, especially if you wanna do things like vote or participate in activities that occur in that community. So there's, I think, good general resource info there. And then there's other stuff that comes up. If a, um, you know, an ordinance has been passed or there's information that people as students should be aware of, um, that's posted there as well and links to other sites and resources. Has College Life EL had to take on almost a different role due to the pandemic? Um, I think that it's just more uh, hyper-focused role in that it's the same, in many ways, the same information, but there are people who I think are in more dire straits and there's a lot of confusion and things that aren't resolved or settled yet. So for example, lots of contact uh, to me uh, from people who are like, well, what am I gonna do now? I can't pay for rent this month or um, how do I best work with my landlord? What can I do about you know, classes or issues that I've had? Where would you recommend that I you know, connect with the right person? So it's just the scope of the questions has changed. Um, and so there's more of an intensity. And we can say conversely, a lot of people have left town and are then thinking about the fall and what that's going to look like. And there is no definitive answer on that yet. So in a lot of ways, everyone's sort of um, treading water and just, you know, we're all in this state of flux together. And it's just managing that, I hate to say it again, but unprecedented new reality that we're, we're all facing. You're listening to WDBM East Lansing. I'm Connie Rabani, your host of Exposure. If you're just tuning in, today we're talking to the community liaison, Sue Webster. So my next question is, what about MSU Vote? What can you tell me about that? So MSU Vote is one of the most exciting things I think that I get to work on. I co-chair um, an organization group called MSU Vote, and the other co-chair is Renee Brown, who is the director of the Center for Community Engaged Learning, CSEL. And uh, Renee and I um, head up a group of faculty, staff, and students, and we also have community partners um, involved in this, including the clerk for the city of East Lansing. And our job as a nonpartisan organization is to try to get more Spartans involved in the whole electoral process. So that's everything and anything from registering uh, students to vote, as an example, or giving them the opportunity to do that, demystifying that process, helping people understand where they can um, get information that is clear, factual, um, 
you know, in basic stuff on candidates, issues, et cetera. And that ranges from, you know, local elections where someone might be vying for city council all the way to the big presidential election that we're all going to um, be contending with this fall. So we also want to make sure that people actually turn out and vote. We have lots of students that maybe make it through the registration process, they've read about some things or, you know, looked at info, but then they don't make a plan and don't actually vote. Michigan did a wonderful thing in the opinion of um, the MSU vote group by making absentee voting available to all Michigan citizens. So people who are eligible to vote, they don't need a reason anymore. And that happened um, during the election in the fall of 2018. And uh, we've been trying hard to give that message to students. So it's not a situation where you, you need to stand in line on the day of class, or if you're registered at home, you've got to figure out a way to make it home to cast your ballot. It's just making a plan, knowing you've got all these options and letting people's voices be heard. And similarly to my question about College Life EL, has anything had to be changed due to COVID-19? Well, uh, an example that I would give you is just having a plan B for everything. So in recent years, MSU Vote has been at the, what was known as academic orientation program to begin to, um, you know, let students know about their opportunities where democratic civic engagement is involved. Well, as you likely know, academic orientation program is now called New Student Orientation, and it is going to be um, held, you know, online, essentially, and is a one-credit course now. So um, we've had to adapt, MSU Vote has, to um, work on creating online modules so students can still get the information, but the delivery system is going to be different. So um, there's that. And then again, as the situation unfolds and we learn more about how we'll be doing things in the fall, um, that will also have an impact on the way we go about our business. But again, because of the interest in uh, voting, if you will, through the mail or in an absentee fashion, um, we are certainly trying to move people um, to see that as a viable option and to use that. So if for some reason that's how the election had to unfold and take place, the August election and also again, um, you know, later on in November, students are familiar with that and would be ready. And I'm going to go again in another direction. Um, thinking back on your experiences as the community liaison, if you were to describe it all in one word, what would it be and why? Um, well, you said one word. I would give two words, but you can pick the one you want. It is definitely dynamic and it is fascinating. And I say fascinating because there, you know, maybe fascinating is a better word because it is dynamic work. And I learn something new basically every day. Um, I also am able to see really interesting patterns repeat themselves, even when we have different cohorts of students coming through, or for that matter, different um, council members or community members who bring fresh ideas and perspectives, and yet sometimes you do get to see the long view in this job and see what has come before and you know, how we may be revisiting certain ideas and they look different depending on context. So, so 
So I just, uh, I definitely think this is a fascinating position and I'm fortunate to be able to, to work in this role. And how can someone who's interested in finding out more information find you? Lots of different ways. So certainly we have our website and we have different social media platforms, but I also encourage people to feel free to reach out to me directly. Um, my number on campus is 432-7527, and they can also feel free to shoot me an email. And my email is um, hingwesu, H-I-N-G-W-E-S-U, at msu.edu. And is there anything else that I either missed or might not have asked you about that you'd like to add? Um, I would just add that there are so many things to explore, whether it's on campus or off campus. And uh, I just encourage people to be open to new ideas and to get out there and see what a vibrant community they're already a part of and may not even realize. So I would just add that. And I'd also say thank you very much for the opportunity. And I wanna thank you for speaking with me and being available to interview. You're very welcome. Thank you. This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us, again, on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.